Good evening. Uh, welcome to WOC uh, Wednesday night. Glad to have you here uh, with us. Glad you tuned in. Uh, we're we're ready for a great service tonight. Um, we you know we just got really stirred actually just a couple days ago um, to do something a little different this week. And uh, Reverend Joe Morris uh, got talking to actually I contacted him Sunday morning. Said, Are "You ready to do something different?" And he said, "Sure." And so I said, "Join me, and we'll do a." We'll do Wednesday night uh, on uh, End Times. In, uh, awesome. Awesome. And uh, Joe, goodness, uh, um, you know, everybody everybody called has different um, uh, fortes, calls, gifts, or whatever. And some people are called to minister on this, and some are called to minister on that. But, but uh, goodness, Joe and I have known each other for a long time. And um, I watched him just stay faithful, stay in his lane. Um, uh, on one major, not the only part, but the major part being on uh, return of Jesus in times. And that's just cults on his life. And he stayed really faithful with that. And uh, goodness, I mean, who knew that who knew that we'd hit this time <laughs> in the past couple of weeks where all of a sudden that's at the forefront. And, you know, where are we at in time? And so anyway, so we just decided to get together and do do our, our midweek service and and uh discuss where we are what time is it you know uh first chronicles twelve thirty two says and the children of issachar which were men that had understanding of the times and to know what israel ought to do i think it's really important that we have a general idea of what time it is i don't i don't think any of us have exact like down to the minute things but boy we got some road markers here boy that's for sure so joe it's good to good to have you uh here and and uh we just want to we're just going to lean back and and uh Talk about what's going on right now. So um, we'll, we'll tap into, you know, what you know, and and we'll go from there. So, but I will start out on the basis of, um, what a month ago, we had we had tickets booked. Yes. For for uh, for my wife and myself, we had tickets booked, booked, paid for, hotel booked, in Jerusalem. We were gonna, and the first time in forty four years of being married, almost forty five years of being married. Uh, 200 and some overseas trips, the whole bit. Wow. First time in that amount of time. All of a sudden, we get we get unction to go to Israel. Wow. Suddenly. And so you said, yeah, let's let's go. So we had it all booked up. And then war breaks out. Yes. And changed all of our plans. Yes. And so, so you know, whoever thought we'd live in a date like what it is right now? Uh, a day when you can see every single day something's happening that you go, okay, get a checklist you'd go okay the bible said that and that happened the bible said that and that happened it's getting to be pretty overwhelming to even keep up with it so much and you keep up well i'm I, trying i you know there's so many things that it's i think it's comical that people say all these things have all happened before you're like no no other generations ever had all these things happen so we're a peculiar blessed group of people to, you know people say i wish we were in bible days well you're in bible <laughs> days right now you are yeah, yeah for sure yeah i mean we're just talking about that um, in the, the time that we've been in serving God and in ministry. Um, I mean, hey, I was around. Of course, I didn't know what it was all about. But the, the 67 war. Sure. Um, I was 14 years old. OK, <laughs> um, but I didn't know what Israel was. You know, sure. So, OK, so there's a war. Big deal. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, then 73 and you know, we we've been around long enough to see some things and now you probably paid lots, a lot more attention to it than I did. Cause 
um, you know, I kept saying, uh, Joe's the one called to the nation of Israel. I'm called, I'm called to, I'm called to the, the church, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, all of a sudden I realized I was, I misinterpreted some things, oh, but, gosh. but, um, you know, I, looking back, I, I've never seen it. Um, I've never seen it like it is right now. Right. I mean, have you, have you seen anything like this? Never. This is so extreme. It literally, you know, things I would talk about a year or two ago. I thought, well, we'll see that, you know, eventually, but it'll probably be after we're raptured. But I think the thing that freaks me out is the alliances of the nations that are coming together for the Ezekiel 38 war. Whereas five years ago, they were friends. Three years ago, they got closer friends. Last year, they're shaking hands. This year, they're meeting on a daily basis about how do we destroy Israel. And that's what brought about a change. Like, wow, it's accelerated to. Okay, used to things were in the closet. You know, Hitler never came right out and said, I'm going to take over the world. He just started invading nations. And that's yeah. when you found out that's what he wanted to do. These guys are so driven by, by evil that they blatantly say out loud, this is what we're going to do. And I think the church needs to see that they're acting out what they say bolder than the church acts out what we say. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that the truth? It's kind of bizarre, but they're, they're, it's, it's literally falling into place uh, flawlessly, just like the Bible said. Well, let's just take a minute on that. Um, you, you mentioned the Ezekiel 38 war. Um, um, I, I don't, I thought I had it all figured out once and, and all of a sudden all of my figuring went, went kind of off. But I, I guess I've always thought the Ezekiel 38 war, which you see 38 and 39 when Russia comes down and attacks, and we'll get into that in a minute. But I think I've always thought that that was right after the church left. Mm -hmm. Um now it's like I, I don't know. If somebody asked me, I'd have to say I don't know. Ask Joe. Oh, I mean, how, how do you how do you how do you see it now? What would be your your thought process? You on know, it? there's those, that's probably the number one question right now, and I, and I could be completely wrong about it, but there's certain things to me that are telltale, flawless, where you can kind of tell. Being is in this dispensation, God really doesn't intervene for Israel. There's some inter interventions based on prayer, uh -huh. some interventions based on nations reaping what they sow. But, uh, for instance, Germany killed six million Jews and prospered. Because in, yeah. in this dispensation of grace, there's not really judgment. Well, when the church is taken off the earth, you got seven years of old covenant time. Mm -hmm. The minute we leave, all of a sudden God intervenes for Israel. In this dispensation, he said, go preach the gospel. I'll confirm the word with signs following. The second the church leaves, he physically intervenes. In Ezekiel 38, over and over and over, it says, so that the heathen may know that he is God. In this dispensation, he said, go preach it. They don't believe it. They're damned. They believe it. They're saved. Well, you get back to Old Covenant time. He's like, watch this. Almost like Moses and Pharaoh. Visible in your face. Look how I protected Israel. And you kind of can tell. Now, I don't know so many scholars. Some of the older scholars say it has to be that way just because of God dealing with Israel in that different facet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whereas in this dispensation, he leaves them alone. He gave the church all authority. I even heard Kenneth Hagin say, that, you know what caused the Holocaust? The church. The church should have prayed. Whoa. And he's one of the few people I ever heard say that. And I'm like, well, that's what that actually means is but when the church leaves, I say it this way, God's going to play rat-a-tat-tat with his baseball bat. You know, he's, it, Israel's been so tormented uh, by Lucifer, and then all of a sudden God's going to come in and literally pull them away. 82% will be wiped out. Five, six to be pushed back. So, and then you hear America say, this is one of the reasons I always wonder about this. America, we are the young line. We say to Russia, are you come to take a spoil? 
Well, right now, if Russia came down on Israel, what would we do? This last week, we sent two carrier groups into the Mediterranean. We didn't ask Russia what they were going to do because we we're just right there to support them. The moment that rapture happens, our country's probably weakened, and we, we have to go, hey, what are you guys doing? What are you doing there? So the tone changes because of the dispensation change. Yeah, you could be I could be wrong and I don't mind seeing it now. It would really to me, it would really be intriguing to see that. But that's that's a lot of stuff happening at one time. So we'll we'll see. And I have a tendency to be the one that says it happens after the rapture. This happens after. That's kind of what I've always thought. But I mean, I texted you about two weeks ago and said, <laughs> OK, what do you what do you think's going on here? Yeah. And uh um, that's what I've always thought, but I thought, well, I'm going to back up and take a second look at this because, um, because if, if that happens, Ezekiel 38, if that happens, and we might need to take a minute to explain what Ezekiel 38 is for sure. folks that are uh, logged on. But if Ezekiel 38 takes place right after the church leaves, um, which would then what be the beginning of the tribulation? Yeah, the, the tribulation actually starts when Israel su- signs a covenant with the Antichrist mm-hmm, okay. for seven years. That's the technical start of that seven-year period. But it doesn't mean that all these guys are all in position. I mean, just like even though Israel's getting ready for that, what we call Daniel's 70th week, that yeah. that one, that whole week is for God to court Israel. You know, I say this, Colleen and I were dating, and she was living in California, and I'm living in Tulsa. We were texting. Well, I moved her from California to Tulsa so we could court. Mm-hmm. So God's moved Israel back to the land so he can court her. And then all of a sudden he's going to show off for her. And this dispensation doesn't really happen. Look at all the evil that's happened to them. Mm-hmm. Boy, the moment that you go to Old Covenant time, God goes, you mess with my girl, I'll take care of you. And and, and so that's the tone change. So, uh, yeah, it's it's intriguing to see the percentages and, and how, how they play out, you know. And how it was before and after. So that makes me think that uh, it will be afterwards. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I, I think the thing that made me stop and think about that is if it happens after, mm-hmm. and we're watching Israel right now, we'll get to that in a minute. If it happens after we leave and we look at what's happening right now, we might be really close to leaving. Yes, yes. <laughs> Which is crazy to even say that. You know, you wrap yeah. your brain around that to go uh, logistically to go. We're about to be caught up. It's hard for our brains, but it. But we, there is going to be a group of people that are watching all this, just like when the first coming, Anna, Simeon, Zacharias, Mary, Joseph. I mean, they probably felt weird. Like, are we really seeing the Messiah be born? Yeah. Yeah. We're we're literally seeing a period where the protocol for God to come back to the planet. Yeah. Wow. And that's just awe-inspiring. It's like, wow. Wow. Well, let's back up a minute and say, we keep talking about the Ezekiel 38 war. Uh, and and uh, I think you got me stirred on reading about that years ago. And man, I started going back through and studying and studying and studying. And and um, there's so many facets of, of that. Um, but you studied it for a lot more years than I have. Yeah. And, and, uh, um, so we we start talking about that, and okay, let's let's say, if we got this right, let's just say that the Ezekiel thirty eight war, um, and, and I mean, I was, and we were we were uh, listening to a, a podcast by a, a, a Israeli. I think he used to be in the military, mm. and he's born again, spirit filled Israeli guy. Sure, and he's in the middle of everything over there. Never met him, but we've got friends that have and. 
And I mean, we're just watching this podcast for, I don't know, maybe a half hour the other night, something like that. And right in the middle of it, he starts referring to the Ezekiel 38 war. Sure. And I thought, this is not just something the church just dreams up and, and Israel knows about that. Right. Sure. That's in their book. Sure. Sure. And, and, uh, but let's back up with that and go, okay, say Ezekiel, the, the Ezekiel 38 war, say that does take place right after we leave, mm -hmm. which means we could be pretty close to leaving, but, but can you just, I mean, there's a lot of players in that Ezekiel 38 war. What's right. what def, describe that? What, what are we, what are we looking at that war? Yeah. And the players are, there's not very many times in the Bible where the Bible just lays it out one after another. If you go to Ezekiel 38 and it just goes down the list, it starts out with, with Russia and then immediately goes to Turkey and then it immediately brings up Iran. So the main three players in that are Russia, Turkey, and Iran. <laughs> and wow. Then, and then you see the alliances that they made this last year. You have Turkey uh, coming out two weeks ago saying, we will call on all of Islam to ascend to the Temple Mount and take the Temple Mount from the Jews. The verbiage is almost like Lucifer saying, I'll ascend to the sides of the north. Wow. I mean, almost verbatim. But the main thing about that is you got Turkey, you got Iran, and then you got Russia forming an alliance like never before. Iran is supplying drones to Turkey, to, to Russia, a nation that's humongous, and here Turkey, uh, Iran's helping them. So those are the three players. I think something that happened last week when you got the main players of, of the Ezekiel 38 war doing stuff like, okay, Russia meets with the head of Hamas, meets with the head of Hezbollah, and then meets the head of the Iranian group, that that vortex, if you want to call it, of evil, meeting with Putin. Wow. And Damn. never would I thought you would see those guys all coming together like that. But yet it's listed in Ezekiel 38, one after another. It goes to, from Kush. It goes from Gog and Magog. you got the northern part of, of Russia. And then you've got the, basically it's Turkey and part of the eastern part of the EU kind of joining together. Okay. Some mm -hmm. of the maps now today even show those nations coming against Israel, the Ezekiel 38 war. That's how prevalent that war is, I guess, in, in, in books. Because I'll look at it now and go, they even have them coming from the correct nations there. So wow. that's how blatant it is, yeah. along with Libya. And, uh, and you've got Yemen. Yemen's mentioned in Ezekiel 38. And here they're firing missiles the, the last two days at Israel. So the main nations mentioned in Ezekiel 38 are doing things that you would say we're getting ready for a major war. And sure. that to me just kind of goes, okay, this is blatant. You're not trying to hide this. You're just going, this is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> nothing's done. Nothing's done under the radar anymore. No. And if you listen to each one of them talk on, on TV, I'll watch them talk and I'll have different friends call me and I'll watch them. And every, almost every single thing they say is a lie. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. I saw a couple like Joel Rosenberg and a couple other kind of guys that had been in it for years ago. You know, you noticed everything that man said was incorrect was a lie. No one really calls him on the carpet, but it's like, this is blatant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's um, well, like somebody said, the, those are the guys that taught the devil how to lie. <laughs> It's so bad. I like that. I'll use that. Yes. Yeah, so, so, uh, um, so, the, so the alliance at Ezekiel thirty-eight is going to be Russia, and when this when this broke out, what was that? Three weeks ago? How long has that been? When this when this 
think October, October 7th. October 7th. Yeah. Okay, when this all broke out, Russia, it didn't look like Russia had anything to do with it. Mm. This was just this was just Hamas coming in and eventually Hezbollah coming in out of Turkey. Mm -hmm. And Russia just looked like they're just minding their own business up there. Right. And all of a sudden, they're in the middle of it. Yeah, and some people said, I heard a couple of generals say that Russia actually uh, completely did a cyber attack on, on Israel's Iron Dome. Because in that attack on October 7th, the Iron Dome normally takes out about 80% of the rockets. It took out 12%. So the, the general said the only nation that could do that to Israel is Russia. So Russia was probably at the beginning of it, even though they were under undercurrent. But now you've got Russia blaming Israel and America for the war. And now you've got Russia saying, we'll send missile defense systems into Hezbollah, into Lebanon. So Russia, in the last two days, did a couple of things that are extremely provocative, like going from maybe doing some cyber stuff to we'll send missile defense systems into Lebanon. Now, the amazing thing is they already put some of those in Syria and told Israel, don't bomb those bombs anymore in Syria. And Israel keeps doing it. And it's kind of embarrassing to Putin because their missile defense system can't stop Israel. Uh, of course it can't. But for them to come out publicly and say that tells me they, they're just like, okay, this is really, really coming together like this uh, right in front of our eyes. Wow. And, and the nations that the alliance, the unholy alliance mm -hmm. that's coming together that out of Ezekiel 38, um, you know, Russia's is, would that be Magog? Yes. Um, that would be what we'd call Russia. Russia. Mm -hmm. And that's the one, didn't God say, he'd put a hook in their jaw and pull them down from the north? Yeah. Uh, to bring them down and annihilate them? Is, I mean, if I, if I, yeah. am I reading this right? Yeah. And, you know, America, that's the only, America is not mentioned a lot in the Bible, but that's the one place it is mentioned called the Young Lines. The Young yeah. Lines says to Russia, are you come to take a spoil? Whereas right now we'd go, you know, what, what are you coming down here to kill everybody? So apparently it's going to be about goods. Whereas all the other wars have been about annihilation, Russia's going to make it like we're coming down there to get their oil or get their spoil or get their goods. Huh. So, yeah, so it's, it is interesting how all those nations got into position in such a short period of time so openly. Mm. You know, it wasn't like a 40-year deal. It was just like seemingly overnight. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's happening right before our eyes. Yeah. It's all coming to, And at the rate it's coming together. Yeah. I mean, normally you'd think, okay, there, there's going to be this alliance, and it may take them like five, six, seven years mm -hmm. to, to, to even to get along with each other. Right. And all of a sudden, they're locking arms. Yes. They're ready to come together just to come down and attack this one little country. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people go, well, what's the big deal? You know, just, just you know, let the, let the Palestinians have this land. And people go, what's the big deal over this piece of land? Um but this has, this has the whole world stirred up. Right. I mean, in the middle of it right now, our, our Ivy League college campuses are going absolutely certifiably nuts yeah. over this thing to, to support a country that has butchered 1,400 people in a half of a day. Yeah. Uh, it's like people's they've, they've lost their minds. It's insane to see people, even some of our congressmen, <laughs> not, yeah. not even c condemn Hamas. And got asked over and over and over again that then they didn't condemn Hamas. They said it's Israel's fault. Yeah. And then Russia yesterday, this goes along with all the colleges. Russia says, it, this is what they said yesterday. Israel has no right to their land, so they can't defend their land. They're an occupying territory. 
And that's, wow. uh, they need to go back a few thousand years to yeah. find out who was really occupying. Uh-huh. And they'll find out the truth. So yeah, that to me with the schools like Tulane in New Orleans, you have, you have Palestinian people fighting uh, students that are taking up for Israel. You had it with Harvard. You had it with Yale. And you know, Harvard's clerk, this is going to freak people out. Guess what Harvard's uh, clergy, main clergyman is, I can't remember the name of it. Now, he's an atheist. So that shows, believe that. It just shows you how these main colleges that are so smart, uh, their main cl- clergy person would be not even believe in God. Yeah. That just shows you how far away from the truth. And look at the manifestation of lies for people to think it's Israel's fault. Did you see the airport in Russia the other day yeah. when the Jews landed? Those Russians were knocking down doors, knocking down windows to get to them, to kill them, just like you saw looting years ago. Uh, it's like this rabid, crazy animal spirit to kill the Jews. Yeah, it's it's supernatural. Yeah, I mean it's this, it's the same spirit as the forties. Yeah, when Hitler came rolling down um, and started rolling across uh, Europe to take over the world, mm-hmm. but in the middle of it, killed was it six million Jews? Yeah, killed six million Jews. I mean, how's a guy? Why does a guy get so crazy that he wants to take over the world? But in the middle of it, there is a people mm-hmm. that he just decides, "I'm going to annihilate these people." Right. It's got to be a spirit. Yeah, got to yeah. be a spirit. And then here it is, you know, whatever, however many years later, what is that? Forty, sixty, seventy, eighty years later, same spirit. Mm-hmm. People die, but spirits don't. Right. Same spirits coming back up. It's just found a whole new group of people to come after. The Jews. Mm-hmm. Isn't it something that the devil can't get to God, so he wants to get to the closest thing to him? Mm-hmm. It's so covenant people. Covenant people. And I, I've heard sinners say, I'd be on an airplane, and I'd, I'd talk to a sinner, I'd be trying to witness to him, he goes, you know, I don't really believe in all this stuff, but something has to be weird that everyone would hate Israel for no cause. <laughs> Even the sinner preached to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that this is the world not, gets it. Not normal, yeah. Um, let me let me back up to something else in case you know. Right now, um, it's amazing how how there there are people that with everything going on, there are people, even believers, ministries that that just kind of like big deal, no big deal. Right. It doesn't affect us, so right. you know we're fine in America. We live in our bubble, and mm-hmm. and there's just a lot of places where people just for some weird reason, it's like uh, you know no big deal. They, Israel's got their war, but we're you know, we're 6,000 miles away. It's not going to affect us. And and uh, so there's a lot of um, uh, mm, ignorance. Yeah. A lot of uh, ignorance or people that haven't studied it out or don't care, whatever. And, uh, you know, and I've had people say, what's the difference between, you know, Ezekiel 38, which we always say, well, we may be bumping up against Ezekiel 38. Mm-hmm. Don't know, but maybe we're right on the edge of that. Maybe we're bumping up against that. And people go, oh. Well, what's the difference between that and the Battle of Armageddon? Mm-hmm. And is, is that the same thing? So define what's... It, it's really, uh, it, it's easy to differentiate between the two because uh, in Ezekiel 38, it's mainly Russia, Turkey, and Iran. A couple other nations come down with them. At the Battle of Armageddon, it's the kings of the east. It's China and, and China with Russia. And the Bible says they go over the Euphrates River uh, to come into Israel. And the way you can tell the difference is after the Ezekiel 38 war, they have to go out and mark people in the field with markers showing that they're radioactive 
and tell them to come back when you're better prepared or have different garb on, or at least the word clothing. And that stuff burns for seven years, that nuclear stuff. So it burns for seven years. So that shows you the Ezekiel 38 war happens right at the beginning and the Armageddon happens at the very end, seven years later. So those are the ways to differentiate the two. And you got China involved, which China's not involved in Ezekiel 38. Okay. But okay. You, you, know, you got Jesus walks into town and the madman Gadara, the demons cry out, have you come to torment us before the time? Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, that, and so they knew Jesus was on a schedule, but they just knew he was early. Yeah. yeah. So, so if demons can know the schedule, how much more the church should should. <laughs> I mean, it's like and then Jesus, the only time he ever rebuked the crowd was uh, over not knowing the time. He rebuked the Pharisees over and over and over again. But the one time he rebuked the crowd, he said, you can tell what the weather's going to be, but you don't know your hour of visitation. Why would he want us to know this stuff? Because you make changes. Well, at yeah, the finish yes. line, you run faster. Because I hear people go, ah, we've heard all this. Well, the Bible says they're, they're fulfilling scriptures. They'd be scoffers in the last days, saying, where is the promise of his coming? Mm-hmm. So Peter was a big, said a big deal where he said, don't let, don't let the error of the wicked cause you to fall away from your steadfastness. So all these people that don't really believe we're close, they're not very steadfast, kind of wishy-washy. Well, if you see the finish line, line right there, it makes you steadfast. I can run faster. I can do this because I can see it. And the stuff that's happening in the last three weeks, if that doesn't tell people something's up, then they're crazy. <laughs> they're not paying attention. They're not paying attention, yeah. Well, you know, and it's the same thing. Um, I, I guess my question is right now is all of a sudden now um, we're finding uh, who's who's the leader of Iran right now. Um, the Ayatollah Khomeini? Well, I was thinking there's a, there's a guy that's a spokesperson. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of his name right now, but... But he he was on he was on the news yesterday or the day before whatever saying, um, you know America gets involved. America's going to pay a price. The great Satan mm-hmm. is going to pay a price for this. And I think a lot of times we in our in our American mentality, we we live in our bubble and we think we we've, we've got our homeland security, we've got our armed forces, we've got the best military in the world, we've got the best technology in the world, mm-hmm. and it won't come here. But all of a sudden we've got. We've got some bad guys yeah. that, you know, a lot of our leadership, if people listen, they're saying, we don't know who's in our country. Right. And these guys, they're not, they're going after Israel, the little Satan, but they also want to go after the big, the great Satan. Right. And, and there's a lot of people where right now it's no big deal to us because it doesn't affect us. But, you know, who knows, this could, this could take a turn like a 9-11. Right. If this thing could take a turn, there are bad players that are in our nation. Right, right. And um, there are, are sleeper cells in our nation. There are places in our nation. And, you know, bottom line is, I guess, we can bury our head in the sand and think, well, you know, that's Israel. Mm-hmm. You know, God bless them. They're on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, boy, if, if things started to come to our nation like it did 9-11, right. um, man, that could be a wake-up call for our country. And Absolutely. it could happen. Absolutely. Look at what how 9-11 caught everybody by surprise. It did. I think, I, I think we will see stuff like that, and especially because of our border, that they're catching people that have been coming across, and there's no telling where they've been all over. Uh, that just means that we need to pray, need to be vigilant, because you, you could wake up one morning and you have a city. That's what that one major in the Navy told me. She goes, we're not concerned about a nuclear weapon or tactical nuclear weapon coming from Russia or Iran. We're concerned about a suitcase nuke coming from Iran down in like Czech Republic. 
and and one of the guys from Russia wants to sell it. She said, "We can't police that. They could be, they could be anywhere in our country." And that's the thing that concerns me that we need to pray is that that very thing like a suitcase move. Yeah. So that the, it's it is a it is a feasibility. Absolutely. You know, yeah. we we are not immune to the whole world system get a little goofy. Right. I mean, you stop and think we're in the middle. We've got we got Russia over here uh, and Iran over here, and then over here we've got uh, North Korea and we've got China. And we got uh, then we got some other rogue places over there, some other nations that sure. don't like us. Yeah. And and uh, you know we're 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 stuck in the middle between this axis of evil, mm-hmm. all these places that would just love to get rid of us. And um, you know, church better be praying. Yes, we we have one we have one defense system. Yes, yes. And it, it's not it's not a, uh, a iron dome. No, it's the church. Right, right. We're probably the one nation that has more of the church in our borders than any other nation in the world, percentage-wise, I, I would think. Yes, yes. Um, but the thing I keep getting stirred about is God, church has to wake up. Yes. We have to wake up and realize that, you know, you know, I've had people say, well, you know, I, I go to such and such a church because uh, I have more fun there. Mm. And I'm, I'm thinking we need to wake up and go, church is more than just having fun. Right. It's about being a standard and and holding up holding up the one thing that can keep evil out of our country. Yes. And uh so uh, Yeah, you, you remember Daniel when he uh began to pray after they got in captivity for seventy years and he said Darius, which was the king over the Chaldean realm of the Chaldeans mm-hmm. and all that. And uh and then two chapters later but the Bible said in Daniel 9 there that he began to pray, and we know that Gabriel was commissioned to him, but he was held up for two weeks because mm-hmm. of uh, evil spirits, and the, Michael, the, the, the prince of Persia, withheld him. So Michael came, and you know what Gabriel said that two chapters later? He said, I also stood, I also, Gabriel saying, I also stood to confirm and strengthen Darius. The moment Daniel prayed, he said, I, so that made me think that Gabriel seated, and that made me think that Gabriel's, position change based on Daniel praying, I That's stood good. to st- strengthen and confirm. I looked up strengthen and confirm just means strengthen and confirm. <laughs> I thought it'd be something really cool. <laughs> but, but one man yeah. praying caused Gabriel to strengthen a president and confirm a president. Wow. Well, that'll preach. So it's like right now, this is if that's in the old covenant, think how much more the church going, Lord, you strengthen our country, you strengthen our president. You, and then for Netanyahu, man, I've been praying that, Lord, strengthen and confirm him. That's so Strengthen good. and confirm him. And whether that be Michael or Gabriel, I don't care. Don't have to know. But that is remarkable that one man could cause an archangel to yeah. get up and strengthen a president of a nation. And, you know, they strengthened Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was weakened, and angels there were strengthened him. Yeah. Uh, so, so there's a lot of unseen stuff happening, and the church better uh, hook it into gear to do some commanding and using their authority just to keep it toned down. And you think of how toned down it is with us here the moment the church leaves. Can you imagine when the, oh, Lord, without, without the church here? Oh, gosh. It'd be a, it'd be a disaster. Yeah. Instant. Wow. Instant. Can you imagine what this place would look like? At the rapture. Yeah. At the rapture. Yeah. I was listening. I was something came up on my screen this morning. I have no idea who this person was. I don't know anything about him, but <laughs> it was just interesting enough. I thought, I got to see what this guy says. And he spent, it was a seven minute something of him explaining that the rapture of the church, there, there is no such thing. 
that was never heard of until the 1800s. Yeah. And the Catholic Church doesn't believe it. And this church doesn't yeah. believe it. And there is no such thing. And he's explaining away. He's explaining away the rapture, the second coming. And I'm sure. thinking, are you saved? Are you have you read the Bible? And he said, we don't. He said, we, it was never even mentioned until such and such a person. Some lady said she had a dream yeah. and saw it. In a, and I'm thinking. Yeah. Wanting to be wise, professing to be wise, they become fools. That's so crazy. I hear that all the time. Priest on the coming of the Lord. Well, rapture is not in, that word is not in the Bible. Yes, it is. And the Greek is called harparazo means taken. Elijah, Elijah was taken in the Latin. It's the word rapture rapture. Oh, okay. That's where that word comes That's from. That's a good word first, there. First Corinthians chapter, I mean, first Thessalonians chapter four, uh, that were taken. Elijah was taken, and the, and the Latin word is rapture. Rapture. Rapture, right there. Blows that theory away, yeah, doesn't it? You could even say evacuation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always say, Lord, I hope you have your flux, you know, flux capacitor running good. You know, <laughs> I don't want to be caught up and then come back on a white horse, and my horse's GPS sends me to Mars. I want to, I want to be caught up. I want to come back to the Earth like we're supposed to. So, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's really neat right now that in the middle of it, um, there's a there's a, a minister in California, a pastor in California that. Uh, I don't know. I just I'm, it was coming up on the news. This great um, ad they kept playing of this new book. I think it's called the the Great Disappearance or something oh, like wow. that. Uh, and, and it's got these videos of all these people, and all of a sudden they're in a like in an airport, and all of a sudden like eighty percent of the people just disappear, and they're looking around, and and oh, it's wow. got pictures of body people just disappearing. Thought is it is the coolest, the, the coolest, uh, and I mean it's on primetime tv oh wow and yeah, uh cable tv i guess you'd mm -hmm. say and uh but it's, i think it's called the great disappearance oh god and uh oh goodness i'm trying to think of the um dr david jeremiah i think mm, yeah is. sure sure and i think it's his book and i thought i'm so glad somebody with that that uh that kind of a voice right comes right out and gets right in everybody's face Yes. And makes a book available. And there is a catching away and the church is going to leave and yes. we're going to go away. And seven years later, we're coming back. Yeah. And we're coming back. It's just what a day. So cool. Absolutely the best, the most joyous. And it's, it's sad that Satan made the coming of the Lord fearful for people. Every week a woman walk up to me and go, I've been lied to my entire life. I was afraid of this when it should be the most exciting thing ever. Yeah. And I always say, how many of you were excited the night before you got married? About half the church. <laughs> no, no, you're ex the night before you got married, you're so excited. There should be anticipation, should be joy. It, what got turned into fear was the most exciting thing to ever. We're about to see the king. Wow. Yeah. Yes, we have a lot of work to do, but still, what's the end of that? We get to see the king. Yeah. 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 Wow. To honor him, magnify him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the, the end of the plan of God for the age. Who could have ever thought we would get to watch the clock wind down and go, this is where we are. And then in the midst of that, some people saying those things, but I love a book like that or David Jeremiah or, uh, cause it, it's weird that people will fight that. Yeah. Yet there's event after event. I mean, think of lot. The angel told lot, I can't do anything till I get you out. Yeah. And that's exactly what the rapture is, is a departure. Yeah. 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 And the wrath won't fall until the church gets out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, Joe, take just a few minutes. We've kind of talked back and forth. You know, if there's anything you'd you'd want to just say to about where anything about the return, the rapture, Ezekiel 38. Just, I mean, 
you know, if you're standing in a church right now and you just had a whole service where you could just unload on people, <laughs> um, you know, what, what would you, what would you want to say right now? You know, I, I think the number one thing that comes to mind is knowing that you're this close to the end, your, your priorities start changing quite a bit. Your number one yeah. priority, obviously, would, to, would be to live holy, to live righteously, to, to, to make him smile at your life. And that'd be a soul winner. And, uh, and I'd have a mentality of kindness and mercy. You know, the this, this closer people get to Jesus, the softer they are. Mm. You, you can, there's, a, there's, a, there's a kindness about them. And I'd hate to ha- be raptured and all of a sudden you're a jerk right with the rapture. <laughs> you're <laughs> chewing people out. But the number one thing I think would be that as you see the finish line coming, you're, you're all in. You know, you, we know people are like, yeah, I love the Lord, but I'm busy. No, no, we're all in. That, 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 that kind of lackadaisical, like, well, I don't need to do this. And their, their word is, oh, we've heard this all of our lives. Well, the Bible said there'd be scoffers in the last days, and that's what they'd say. So they're fulfilling scripture right there. So I wouldn't get caught up in that era of, ah, things are going to keep going. I'd go, okay, these things are preaching to me. I need to change my life. I'd witnessed everybody on my street. I witnessed all my family members, and I would become a radical soul winner, and I would walk in love more than I've ever walked in love. Because I, I couldn't imagine chewing your wife out the night before you get married. Can you imagine, well, tomorrow's the day. You better get ready for this. No, it should be like, you know, what can we do? When Colleen and I got married, all the girls were in the house getting all their makeup on that day. I had my best man bring a a gift from Tiffany's to her. I had uh, a friend of mine play the piano out in the field right there where we were, songs that she liked. I wanted that day to be special to her. So if I think like that, think of how the Lord thinks about us. And with that, I would want to say, coming down to the very end of the church age, comprehend how much he loves you he's been distorted it's been wrong he's not mad at people he's not frustrated with them he loves them to the max degree that we can't even grasp in our mind how much that is and he's more excited about us coming up than we are wow yeah and that's the amazing thing (laughs) so so we can see all this stuff why don't we hook into his gear and that is uh, doing his bidding Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's so good it's so good. And we're close. Yes. And we're close. And I know, uh, you know, um, Matthew 24, when the disciples said, Lord, what are the signs of your coming to the end of the age? And first thing he says is take heed that no man deceive you. Right. So apparently there's going to be a lot of different opinions. Right. A lot of different um, theology and right, all that. Right, right, right. But, man, you know, I don't claim to know everything, but, man, it just seems so plain to me that, you know, God's not going to take his church and run us through the tribulation. Right. That doesn't make any sense. No. I mean, if you're going to go through the tribulation, you might better just go jump off a cliff when you're getting toward the end. You sure. know, it's like sure. it'd, be, it'd just be better to go home right. now than to, to go through the doom and gloom. Right, right. And and it just looks, to me, it's so, it's so blatantly clear mm-hmm. that he gets us out of here mm-hmm. before he deals with the tribulation period. Right. And right. has the seven years with his... To the Jews, right? That seventieth week, mm-hmm. and then we come back with them. I mean, right. it's it's like that's just normal thinking. Yes, and God doesn't think weird. No, He doesn't think weird. And when you look at how flawless it is, is that he, you know the angel goes, "Hey, you got four hundred ninety years." Jesus came after four eighty three. He owes them seven years of old covenant time. Yeah, I'm not supposed to be here. Then it's there. It's for it's for the Jews. It's the time of Jacob's trouble. I hear people say, well, you need to go through the tribulation to get purified. Oh, so the blood of Jesus didn't do a good enough job? And if that was true, he'd have to resurrect every generation and make them go through the tribulation to get ready to be in heaven. Yeah. 
See, that's crazy. That's crazy. It, it, the way he set it up is so perfect that it's taken man many years to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> With a lot of practice. A lot of practice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be like saying, you know, you just need to go through tough times, get sick, broke. Yeah. And go, you need to go through all this stuff yeah. to rise up and be holy and live right before God. Right. Well, right. If, that's, if that's what did that, then the church ought to be just a holy, amazing force right now because we've had 2,000 oh. years of. We should be glowing in the dark. No, should be. If going through hell made us better Christians, we could just walk around the house. Yeah. And wouldn't it be weird? You know, you take your your wife, Pastor Janet. Now, Janet, I love you, but we're going to go through seven years of getting you ready to be married to me. So I'm going to beat you up. Yeah. That's insane. Any 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 woman in that right mind would go, yeah, I'm out of here. And if you did it, they'd lock you up they'd anyway. You they up. should. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Oh man. So. So anyway. Um, Let's just take a minute and, and and just just pray for the folks that are watching, the people yes. that are online right now. Yes. If there's just some something that you'd like to pray over people, what would you what would you pray over the folks that are watching? Sure, sure. Let's do it. Lord, we love you. We're amazed and in awe of your kindness and your mercy that you let yourself be beaten for us. So Father, it's our desire as we see all these events transpiring to, to be fervent in spirit, uh, accelerating to run our race. We thank you for the revelation that you've given us through the Apostle Paul that would show us that even things that are happening now, he called them light affliction, which is just for a moment, and that we could see eternally right now, Lord, that we would see that soon we'll step over into a complete dispensation to where we're functioning with you, uh, that we're tasting of the powers of the world to come, that the rapture is not an ending, it's a beginning. Mm. So with that in mind, Lord, we, we give it our all. I ask you, Father, to give everybody fresh revelation concerning the time that we live so that they could see how close we are to get not just expectant, but get bold. I thank you for a spirit and an attitude of boldness in God, not arrogance, not, not people being a jerk, but, but kindness and strength from heaven. And Father, a heavenly mentality for the believer, that Lord, there'd be your, your voice and your word would come across their shoulder, just like the word of the Lord coming into an Old Testament prophet, where they would become a voice and a witness, and they'd lift up their voice and say, the king, the king returns, the king's coming back so soon. And with that trumpet sounding through the church with such a sort of uh, a insurmountable strength of their voice, it would awaken people to the coming of the king. So Lord, help us, help us uh, make preparation in all of our churches, and all of our lives, and our households, Lord. We thank you for souls being swept into the kingdom. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. 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 Well, I sure appreciate uh, Brother Joe joining us. Um, and, you know, I was just thinking a minute ago, um, where we are right now, um, in in four weeks, uh, I was talking to my wife about something coming up in the future, such and such a date, and in, in, uh, right after the first of the uh, in twenty four, the first part of the year, I said by, by that time, who knows what the world's going to look like? Absolutely, we don't know what it's going to look like. It's really hard to plan on things always being as they have always been. Right. And uh, so, with that being the case, um, I don't think we we don't know where things are going to. A month ago, we didn't know we'd be sitting here talking about. Israel being attacked by all these nations. Um, so bottom line, uh, if things keep going at the rate they're going, uh, we may need to do this again, maybe in the not too distant future, just, you know, when, when we can arrange a time and yeah. come back and do this and, and uh, do a, an update. Speaking of which, 
an update. Um, I think they're going to have on the the guys. Okay, they're on the screen. Um, Brother Joe's got a it's edu end of days update. It is incredible, and it's every is it Thursday now that it's coming out. Wednesday it usually comes out. Wednesday, we've been. I I was losing track. I couldn't find them, and I just finally found the other day they were going into my what do you call it a junk file. Oh gosh! Yeah. And I'm think, I'm missing all these, and I'm I'm thinking he's just not sending me his update, and I'm thinking the devil's stealing it into that junk file. But but um uh anyway uh, I just want to recommend anybody you, you can go on with the address that's on the screen and uh, just go to to his website. And click on the edu, uh, and it it'll come through every Wednesday. Yep. And what he does is gives you a weekly update, and he covers stuff in there that, that it's like I don't. Where are you getting all this? You know, I, he's got sources that I don't know anything about. I don't know where he comes up with all this, but updates from Israel, updates from the Middle East, updates from what's happening in the different nations. And uh, I just highly recommend you log on to that. And it'll come through every week, and uh, you'll look forward to that coming in. If you don't do it now, uh, I highly recommend you do that. And the information's there, and and you say, well, I want to get involved in somebody. A lot of people right now want to get involved in something that's helping Israel. Mm. And if you want to get involved in, in in a ministry that's preaching the truth about what God's doing in the day to, right now, um, the information's on there. Uh, become a partner with them. Be, be a partner with Joseph Morris Ministries. And help them get, you know, it's you don't travel to those nations free, and uh, just help them help them uh, get where he needs to go with this this message. There's a call of God on his life on a lot of areas, but there's this one specific thing you don't see a lot of right now, and that's a voice a voice concerning the return of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so, um, uh, jump in and help him do that. Be a monthly partner and and get the e uh, end of days update. You'll be glad you did. So, so anyway. Um, so let's go ahead and receive, this is Wednesday night, so let's receive our Wednesday night. Uh, speaking of giving, our Wednesday night tithes and offerings, we, we so appreciate, um, you know, goodness, you know, like I've said before, we, we came clear through COVID, and we're on the other side of COVID, and so many changes and uh, changes in the world, and all the way through that whole thing, um, you, the, 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 the faithful family at, at uh, WOC, and, and folks that are living other places around the country that have just jumped in to help us um we appreciate your faithfulness uh your your faithfulness has enabled us to keep everything running around here and have plenty left over we've we've sent a couple checks just recently to uh some people in the middle of israel right now that are that are affecting lives but we've had extra in our missions account to be able to do that and just because your faithfulness so thank you and and we're going to go ahead you can look on the screen see the different ways you can give but uh just know you can't outgive God. There's no way you can outgive God. Give it a try if you want. He said, prove me. He's never said any other place. Test me. Put me to the test. Test him. Say, okay, God, I'm going to give to you right now. I'm going to prove out this is that this is truth. And he'll find ways to bless you you never dreamed of. So yeah. so anyway, um, so if you uh you know want to just text or or uh um goodness, I I think there's cash app and everything else is on the screen, but uh um, I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I Jesus. thank you for everybody that's logged in. I thank you, Father. Truth always does something to make us free. And I thank you for the truth of your word about where we are in time. And I thank you also now that if for everybody that gives, uh, you said you'd give seed to the sower, bread to the eater, and then you'd multiply our seed when we sow it. Thank you for blessing them abundantly in ways they've never dreamed possible. 
thank you, dear Father, no matter what takes place on the earth, they'll always be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Yes. I pray that over them, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Appreciate you joining us tonight, and uh, we'll look forward to this Wednesday night. So we'll see you Sunday morning. If you're in some other city, state, nation, make sure you're faithful in the church. Take your supply somewhere. Uh, be a blessing to your pastor. Yeah. Make sure you're logged. You're tied in there going, I'm, I'm, I'm here to be a help. Make sure you're taking your, not just getting a supply out, but taking a supply in. And if you do that, God will make sure you take a supply home with you. So anyway, uh, make sure you're in church Sunday morning. And then, of course, we'll see you uh, next uh, Wednesday night. So have a wonderful week. Love you. Be blessed.